Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, there are many long term care facilities uh, in this city. It's uh, two that are owned by the city, though, that I want to focus on. Uh, they being, of course, McCassell Lodge up on the mountain, uh, just off Upper Sherman, and uh, Wentworth Lodge, which is in Dundas. Those two are owned and operated by the city of Hamilton. And uh, as a result, of course, the costs are something that you and I have to be concerned about because uh, they're funded with our tax dollars, right? Well, uh, this is going to sound like a broken record, but we're going to talk about budget cuts once again uh, by the provincial government and the impact that these are going to have on a number of different things in our community. We've already talked about transit and and so many other things that are going to be impacted. Certainly had that discussion about how the school boards are being negatively impacted uh, by the budget cuts that the Ford government is announcing. But now we find out that uh, the city is going to have to deal with a shortfall, a budget shortfall now in these two long-term care facilities, those being McCasa Lodge and Wentworth Lodge, uh, because of some of these Ford cutbacks. And I know that the the government response usually is, well, you just have to go find the money someplace else. Well, there's only so many places to look. And there's uh, an insurmountable, it seems, long list of of, of impacted programs. So the, the, the cities, and every city for that matter, is going to have their hands tied to trying to come up with solutions like this. Uh, Paul Johnson is the guy in place of, uh, of this whole file. He's the uh, the general manager now for Healthy and Safety Communities. Uh, says the uh, city's Emergency and Community Services Committee meeting on Thursday that he says we just don't have any place to look to find the money. And we're talking about shortfalls of about $550,000 per year. Now, what's that going to impact, you think? Well, it's going to impact the, the quality of care that's going to be given in those facilities. Uh, you know, current standards, health and safety standards have to be met. Uh, maintaining staff, uh, uh, morale, uh, living wage. I mean, there's a long list of things that are impacted, including uh, some repairs that are going to have to be done to the facilities themselves over the course of time. Uh, it seems as if that money is now drying up. And and if this is problematic in so many different ways, uh, none the least of which, in fact, of course, is the quality of care. But, I mean, there have been some stories in other long-term care facilities, and frankly, and, 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 and these two that are owned by the city, about how that lack of care and that lack of staffing can lead to dangerous situations sometimes for some of the patients and uh, tragic situations in, in some cases. And, uh, it, yeah, nobody likes to talk about that, but it does exist. And the concern that I have, and, and we should all have, I guess, is when we start talking about, okay, staff reductions and reductions in the quality of care, is that going to put some of the residents in these facilities at risk, even greater risk than they might be in now? Because there's a big debate that's going on right now about long-term care facilities right across the province. Because we've had some tragic situations in Woodstock, of course, a couple of years ago. And in other facilities where there have been attacks and and some violent activity that's gone on. And you don't want to see that situation get worse. So cities like Hamilton are going to have to uh, come up with something to do here. And I'm not quite sure exactly how they're going to do this. And the city seems to be uh, rather flummoxed about this right now, too. And it's a, it's another situation. And I know that, you know, you get this all the time. Well, come on, the city, there's, there's all kinds of extra cash here. There's all sorts of waste. Uh, they're past that point. And you've, you've heard, we, we've talked this, about this with the mayor. We've talked about this with city councilors. Uh, we've talked about this with Paul Johnson, the general manager in charge of this file. And uh, it's it's a myth that there's all sorts of extra fat that they could cut and still run an efficient system. And, and we're talking about some of the most frail and vulnerable people in this community, the residents of these long-term care facilities. So it is problematic, and there's a concern about what has to be done here. And uh, unfortunately, the provincial government of the day 
uh, doesn't seem so concerned about this. I mean, it, all we get from them are talking points, essentially, about the justification for the cutbacks in the first place. And, and they seem to really <laughs> contradict the reality of what's happening and the reality of the impact of, of these announcements. You may remember year, months ago now, when I had Lisa McLeod, who was the community services minister at the time on this program, announcing the uh, new autism funding, and, and she was beating the drum about what a great idea it was, and it was going to make for a better system, and there's going to be more money for families, not less. Of course, the reality was quite the opposite was actually the result of, of those policies. Uh, they had to recant some of them. They still haven't got it right, but on and on it goes. I mean, that's what happens. Governments put these talking points out there, uh, and they seem oblivious to the reality of the impact that some of the stuff is going to have on them. And uh, when it's one thing to say, okay, fine, maybe I'm not going to get my snow shoveled as often as I'd like, or whatever, you know, those are those are services. But when you're talking quality of care for your, your parents, their grandfathers, your grandmothers, I mean, these these are our, our, our family members, and they are frail, they are elderly. That's that's what long-term care facilities are for. And and it's problematic to think that there's going to be an impact on the service level. This is a, a, a battle that's probably going to have to happen at Queen's Park and not Hamilton City Hall. Uh, and to that end, uh, we welcome to the program the uh, leader of the Ontario New Democratic Party and the leader of the opposition at Queen's Park, uh, Andrea Horvath. Andrea, thanks for the time. I know you, we just pulled you away from a media conference, but thanks for jumping in today. No, it's absolutely my pleasure, Bill. Andrea, what are we going to do about this? this these problems concerning uh, long-term care facilities are not new problems. We've talked about health and safety issues. We've talked about the deteriorating conditions of some of these facilities. Uh, now the city and other cities around the province are being asked to do less with less money. It's got to have a, a negative impact on the quality of care for these frail and elderly uh, residents of these facilities. No, absolutely. I mean, we know that the system already is uh, is not meeting uh, the needs of residents. Um, and we, of course, on the heels of the wet law for inquiry, uh, where, you know, Justice Gleeze basically said that the government needs to look at augmenting the amount of uh, funding for long-term care homes and increasing the amount of staff. And, uh, and, and, and there are a number of recommendations that came out of that inquiry. But, you know, one of the, one of the pe- un, un kind of... Um, finished pieces of business is for the government to review uh, what it needs to do to, to make things better. And unfortunately, these decisions uh, to withdraw money from the long-term care system uh, to cut these you know, funds that uh, the municipality has relied on um, in the past is only going to make things worse. It's, it's taking us backwards in exactly the opposite direction as what the public inquiry recommended. Well, and uh, even before the wet law for inquiry, I mean, there were some other concerns, and you know well, you and I have talked about that. I mean, we've had some tragic situations in some of the facilities, not just the city-owned facilities, but some of the other facilities in this community. Uh, you know, people being attacked, there have been some sexual assaults. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's sad that it's going on, but invariably when we start to explore this and when the authorities start to explore that, the bottom line usually comes down to staffing problems. And now that's going to get worse because they're not going to have as much money. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's horrifying what uh, what some you know residents have uh, been through, and the you know and the anguish and the worry and the the concern that uh, that their loved ones have uh, for them is justified. And 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 you're right. I mean, this this is going to make things worse and not better, and, and it's going to make people who are already in in a vulnerable situation even more vulnerable. Um, and it's it's as I said, it, it's going in the wrong direction. I mean, we need uh, we need more staff. That's why we we work 
we're calling for many years and continue to call on uh, some minimum standards, you know, minimum of four hours of hands-on care uh, for each and every resident of long-term care. Uh, and this is, you know, the, you know, the other half of the story is that, of course, many of the people that are the frontline workers in long-term care, they're beside themselves as well. I mean, they're stressed out. They're, they're running off their feet. They're trying their best to, uh, to provide the quality of care that they know uh, that the residents need and deserve. Um, and uh, and, and it, it, it causes them a great deal of, uh, of uh, you know, trouble knowing that they can't provide that quality of service. We had some of those folks who work in, uh, in McCassa and Wentworth Lodge on the front lawn of the, uh, of the um, McCassa Lodge this morning telling that side of the story. So all the way around, um, you know, people deserve so much better. Our loved ones deserve better. You know, these folks are, you know, there are moms, there are dads, our grandparents, but there are also people that were our teachers and our nurses and that they're, they're veterans that served our, our country. I mean, these, these are people that raised us up, you know what I mean, care yep. for us all our lives. And, and this, is what, this is what they're left to uh, in terms of their last years on, on this earth, that kind of lack of dignity and lack of quality of life. It's, it's, it's horrifying, absolutely terrible. Well, and, and listen, that's the human element, and that needs to be part of the discussion, to, to be sure. But there's a financial end of this whole thing, too. I mean, that's what this government seems to be fixated on is finances. But those residents pay. That, that's not a free service. That, that's, they, and they pay an awful lot of money to be residents in those facilities. Uh, and that's problematic for an awful lot of those families to be able to afford that. But they feel that that's the level of care and the facility in which they, their loved ones need to be in. So now you're going to, on top of all the money that they're going to be paying into this, there's two things that are going to happen here. They're either they're going to ask to have, have residents to pay even more, which is maybe not going to be possible for an awful lot of them, or you're simply going to have to go back to them and say, I know you're paying an arm and a leg for this, but you're going to get less service now. I mean, that's just not fair. And so that's exactly what's happening, right? We're having the, the biggest increase in the co-payment uh, that we've seen in uh, many, many, many years at 2.3%, which for those families that are paying uh, some of the freight, it, it means about 500 bucks a year. All of us know uh, that uh, senior citizens on fixed income don't see that, that their incomes are, or their pension, uh, uh, pensions are going up at all in many cases. And if they are, they're certainly not going up 2.3% uh, a year to cover that cost. And so, yeah, it, it's going to mean a, a bigger burden financially on, uh, on those uh, the, those individuals, uh, which means that some of the things, the extras that they might be able to afford, um, they're not going to be able to afford anymore, or uh, their their family members are going to be asked to uh, to step in and and uh, and pay part of the uh, the cost, which is, in some cases is just not not doable. And uh, you know, every like lots of families are struggling, and people don't have a lot of extra money in their pockets, and so it's it's kind of a double whammy, right? It's a double hit. Uh, you're going to have to be paying more, while at the same time uh, you're going to see the quality of of, uh, of service and the you know the quality of hands-on care, the amount of hands-on care uh, reduced. It, it's unacceptable. Well, and sadly, there's not a whole lot we can do about it at this stage. I mean, I know you're making some noise about this, and, and, and you know, they need a voice, and, and certainly we're going to pr- try to provide what we can, but uh, you're on your summer recess, which is going to, I think it's going to be almost Christmas season, I think, before you guys get back to work in, at Queen's Park, yeah. Andrea. So uh, this government's really kind of put the brakes on everything right now, and uh, we're left uh, to, I guess, kind of hold the bag here about what's going to be happening. And it's going to be somewhat problematic uh, because there are people that are going to suffer as a result of this. And you like to think that there's going to be at least a little more empathy from this government, but I haven't heard it so far. No, neither have I. And, and you're absolutely correct. It's, it's, uh, 
it's troubling that the government thinks it's fine to, you know, stay away from the legislature till after the federal election, till sometime at the end of October, um, and simply avoid, you know, the accountability and the scrutiny uh, that comes with question period and that comes with the kind of, um, you know, the enhanced um, ability of, of ourselves as the official opposition as uh, and the, the media uh, to stay on top of the government. But, uh, you know, they, they postponed uh, some of these cuts that were supposed to have already taken place to October, October the 1st, but, that, but it still is going to mean over $140,000 uh, just for the city of Hamilton run homes, uh, as well next year over half a million dollars that, uh, you know, I, I just have to say to the city council, uh, you, you, you and I both having been there, uh, these um, facilities, Wentworth Lodge and McCastle Lodge particularly, uh, have the benefit of, of a great support from the city councillors. And, uh, you know, we've talked as well on your show about uh, downloading. Oh, this is another backdoor downloading, really, to the municipality because our city councillors work hard to make sure that those homes are well-funded and well-operated. And as the provincial government withdraws support, they're going to do everything they can to make sure uh, that uh, Hamilton citizens who are now in long-term care at these homes are, are able to get the services that they uh, they need and deserve. It's, but basically, it's going to end up on the property tax base, and it, it's going to end up hurting, uh, you know, everyday families in our in our city financially as well. So all the way around, uh, this uh, decision that the Harris, or that the Ford, <laughs> listen to that, eh, Harris? <laughs> that was a Fordian slip. Ford, I know that the Ford government has implemented it is going to be um, is going to hurt. It's going to hurt all the way around. And and I I just want to commend City Council for the work that they're trying to do to to you know to ring the alarm bells and to you know to stand up against um, uh, against these cuts. Because well, they we'll know stay. It's going to hurt. We're still certainly going to stay on top of it, as I know you will as well. Andrea, thanks, Liz. We've got to run. I appreciate the time today. My pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Andrea Horvath, of course, uh, the leader of the Ontario NDP. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.